Welcome to the Leadership Lowdown. You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vershero, and here on the Leadership Lowdown, we oftentimes have a chance to talk to some really interesting people and individuals, but we rarely have the opportunity to talk to such uh, def- uh, defining and, uh, shall we say, country music royalty. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pleased to announce and introduce you to uh, Mr. David Frizzell. He's a singer-songwriter and uh, part of country music uh, legend. David, welcome to our humble show. Vic, it is good to talk to you, and, I, and I'm glad to see that you've got a radio show now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, you know I can't sing, so I guess it's the only option I had, right? Man, man I wanted to teach you, you know. <laughs> well, what do they say? You, you, you can't teach a pig to sing. It annoys the pig and wastes your time, right? <laughs> Uh, I tell you what, it's good to talk to you. And, uh, it sure and is good. good, to... it's good. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a good conversation today. Absolutely. Well, David, um, <laughs> you know, there's, there's um, uh, for anybody that has been paying attention to country music and understands the roots of country music in our great nation, they know that, that much of that roots um, begin with your family. And uh, I, if you could just bless us with uh, with a little bit of the background of the Frizzell name and uh, kind of what all came about, because I think that would be a good starting point for us here. Well, my big brother's when it started all of us in country music, and that's Lefty Frizzell, my big brother. Right. And uh, he taught me everything, whether it was good, bad, or not. <laughs> <laughs> he was a teacher, huh? <laughs> he, he taught me everything. He didn't hold back nothing. <laughs> and uh, But he taught me how to get on the, on the stage and how to get off the stage and what to do while I was on the stage. Right. He was the best teacher uh, in the world. There's nobody better that I've ever seen. And... Uh, and so he got me in country music from the almost the time I was born. Uh, in 1950, he had, he had his first, he was with Columbia Records, got his first big hits. You know, like, you know, if you got the money, got the time and, and all those things. He had his first big hit. And uh, I started singing his hit uh-huh. by the time I was nine years old in Texas. I had a radio show. I was involved with a radio show there. And I was singing his songs on the radio at nine years old. I sound oh like gosh. a little girl singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell, your voice is a little deeper now, right? <laughs> it's a little deeper now. I'm glad of that. And uh, but uh, but Lefty's one did everything. And when I was when I was about 13, 14 years old, and we lived in New Mexico, and he he he'd be on tour, and he'd drive by, pick me up, and take me on tour with him, and uh, and we'd go out for however long it would be, sometime two or three weeks or whatever. And uh, and then and that would be in the summertime, you know, when school was out. But when I was in school, sometimes he stopped by on the weekends and picked me up. And uh, and then when I was 16, uh, I started uh, working for him uh, on a permanent basis. And I would open the shows. I'd do all the driving. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I'd, he'd drive from California to Texas. You're the original <laughs> roadie, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did it all. And, uh, and, then, and then I'd open the shows. I do th- two or three songs mo- most of the time, and then I'd bring him. Then I'd bring the star, Lefty Frizzell. Whoa, man, goodness! So I'd bring him up there, and then I'd play some guitar with him, and I'd play some harmonica with him, and then I'd do harmonies with him. Oh wow! Uh, so I was I was with him for the next four years, till I was twenty, and then I went. And I, then I then I was getting they were getting ready to draft me in the army, uh, and I decided maybe I didn't want to go in the army so bad, so I joined the air force. Huh? And it was great. I had a great time. I was there for four years. Then when I got out of there, I went back to work with Lefty again. And then I ended up with Buck Owens. Oh, sure. Uh, I ended up working with Buck Owens. 
in the late uh, in the early seventies, and uh, worked with him all the way up up in uh, just basically for quite a while, and uh, and then uh, then Shelley West came to my picture. You know what I mean? My brother Alan had been working. My brother, younger brother Alan, had been working with Dottie West. Oh yeah. And and yeah, in in Nashville, and we were out in California, but. Uh, so he, so he, he, him and Shelly West was Dottie's daughter. Ended up coming to California where I was at, and uh, I got me and her to sing in together and got us a record deal and snuffed Gary Clint Eastwood, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, we're gonna so, unpack uh, a little bit of that as we as we move forward. But you know, you yeah. and Lefty starting out, uh, it wasn't it wasn't like it was an overnight success, right? You played a lot of honky tonks and a lot had kind oh, of a long road, right? You know what? We worked a, a lot in Texas. You yeah. know, there was a bar just about every block, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and we worked them all one time or another. And, but, uh, but we would throw up through Oklahoma and, and just ever a lot of places just like I, I still do, actually. Yeah. Our, we kind of stopped at this point, yeah. this COVID thing going. But, uh, but uh, I got tours out there lining up for next year already. So well, that's we'll see no, what happens. But, you uh, just can't you just can't get out of that tour bus, can you? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the tours, some of the amazing things, and most importantly, some of the leadership opportunities you've seen along the way in country music okay. and all the legends you've worked with. David Frizzell, I can't believe you're here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. We're so glad to have you here. We'll be right back after these messages. Most of us aren't looking around for accidents waiting to happen. That would be sort of odd. But when you have Accident Fund Workers' Compensation Insurance, that's exactly what they are doing. Accident Fund employees are the WorkSafe people. They take your safety very seriously because that's all they do. Workers' Compensation Insurance. That's why they're rated A excellent by AM Best. Go to AccidentFund.com slash WorkSafe and get the WorkSafe people. Accident Fund is a wholly owned subsidiary of Accident Fund Holdings Incorporated, the 10th largest workers' compensation insurer in the United States. You've tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero, and I am so humbled and honored to have David Frizzell with us. He's a singer and songwriter and a legendary part of the amazing country music sound for our entire country. And so, David, as you uh, helped us kind of on a real quick crash course on the Frizzell name and some of the history that's there, there's so much for us to talk about in this little bit of time we've got. I want to go back to uh, to you and Lefty in your early years. I, I know you're you're um, moving amplifiers and guitars and, and being the roadie and driving him and everything else, but it was an overnight sensation that, that immediately he was snapped up and, and you guys were living the life of luxury. You probably had to put in some time and some hard work to make this all happen, right? You know, back in 1950 when Lefty, I was a young, just a young boy, in 1950 he had, uh, you know, had all them hit songs. And, uh, and, and then in 1951, and he was working with Hank Williams. He was him and him and Hank was on tour, and they were touring all through the like all through like uh, 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 Arkansas and uh, New Orleans and all those kind of places, uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, and all those kind of places. They were doing six days of shows. Oh wow! And uh, and uh, can you imagine it being anywhere near that? That would be incredible. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Lefty and Hank at that particular time had 
seven songs in the top ten Billboard charts at the same time. Oh my! And was uh, were they dividing those? Left, were, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, but were, I'm sorry to interrupt, but were they dividing those into country songs, or was it just just one big Billboard chart? Well, how how did that work? You know, back in those days, I don't think it was categorized as you know country music or or traditional country music like they have yeah. today. So this you know, is huge. Back in those days, I think it was just one great big chart. Matter of fact, you could listen to the radio and you could hear like a Frank Sinatra or a Rosemary Clooney, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know. Yeah. And then there, then 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 you'd hear Hank Snow. And yep. Then you might hear Lefty, and you, you know. And uh, but anyway, <laughs> they had uh, Lefty had the number one song, the number two song, the number four song, the number six song. Wow. And Hank had the other three. Uh, they absolutely ruled. The world, as far as country music is concerned, wow, isn't that so? True? I was, I wasn't even really a part of that. At the, I was too young at that point. I didn't actually join Lefty till about 50, 54, 55, 56. I went to work with him, as I said, for the next four years. Mm. Uh, so all that early stuff he did without me. <laughs> Later on, he came pick me up, and and I became a part of it. He introduced me to because he was working with everybody. Yeah, back in those days, Vic. They, uh, d- during the touring season, uh, they would work, uh, uh, like somebody like Lefty would work maybe a Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, someplace. But almost every Sunday during the touring season, uh, they'd have package shows. Mm. And on those package shows would be 12, 15, 20 artists. And, and Lefty was invited to be on every one of them because he was a big, huge star. And uh, and I I got on it because I was with him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, but there'd be Johnny Cash, Johnny Horton, uh, Ernest, you know, all the great all the great people, George Jones, Stonewall Jackson. I can just keep on. Oh, sure, of course. Who was on those shows? And I got a chance to meet those guys when I was 16 years old. Mm. Johnny Cash became my one of my big heroes. Yeah. Still is today. Yeah, still is even today one of the greatest people I've ever met. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about those kind of people for a little bit. I mean, they've got the world by the tail, uh, David. They don't need oh, to spend time with a sixteen, seventeen year old young kid like you. Uh, but they gave you time, and they they uh, they were humans, huh? They were absolutely amazing. And and I'd stand up just back of the curtain so I could watch every movie they made. <laughs> <laughs> I watched everybody. Do their shows. I was always right. The Mel Tillis. I don't know if you remember Mel Tillis. Yo, sure. One of my great big. Didn't he? Didn't he stutter? A lot. Yeah, yeah. But not (laughs) when he sang. He was he was uh, pure gold then. Not when he sang. He was the most. He was the most incredible. One of the most incredible people I've ever met. And uh, and uh, and just the greatest personality. The greatest person. He just was amazing. And his show was incredible. So I got a chance to watch their show. But Johnny Cash was my one of my big heroes during those times, and and uh, like I say, he still is. And and uh, but I was learning from every one of them. I was, yeah. you know, I, I learned from but I learned from everybody. George, uh, George Jones, I learned from everybody. But I tell you what, uh, so so I, I I was making it through all that time, uh, driving left to the car to, to the shows, and and making sure he was got their own time, all that stuff, and. And making sure the show, the shows were were good, and every one of them was. And he and he put me on the shows. He put me on that. <laughs> I do that there again. I go. I sing a song or two. Then I'd bring him on. And then I'd stay with him and play. That's really uh, cool. But he but it, it gave me a chance to learn how to do all that stuff. 
You know, yeah. it's like, like going to school for it. Well, uh, standing I, on I the back of the, the stage. The and, yeah, standing on the side of the stage and having a chance to uh, uh, peer out from behind and, and take in notes, if you will. It's a little bit like oh, uh, Mama teaching you how to cook. Those uh, those boys uh, were, <laughs> were cooking, but they were using guitars. So <laughs> awful good Can stuff. Can you imagine getting a chance to... To, to watch a Johnny Cash day after, you know, week after week after week. Not in my wildest uh, And all dreams. those guys, uh, Carl Smith. I mean, there's just so many great ones. And I got to know them all and, and grew up with them, you know. Well, David, then, you're uh, – David- Lefty- you're truly one of the great ones right now. We're going to have to take another commercial break, but I want to say <laughs> okay. thank you for being a part of this show here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Verstro here on the Leadership Lowdown. And today we have with us part of country music legend. Uh, and I'm just so glad to have him and a little bit of his time today. David Frizzell, singer-songwriter. He's a producer. He does it all, and he's, he knows them all. And he's been one of those kind of people that uh, Nashville just couldn't do without. But in the early days, as Nashville's uh, kind of getting a little bit bigger and becoming a bigger deal, um, David was too. And you were running with some pretty impressive people. But I have to tell you, uh, in the mid-'70s, uh, there was quite a blow that happened to the Frizzell empire, right? Absolutely, I tell you what, Lefty would just just meant every meant everything to us. You know, I mean, every, every move I made uh, was he was in, involved with it. Yeah, and uh, I have to tell you something about Lefty, just a little personal, is that he was he never ever told me I couldn't do something, never. <laughs> he never told me I couldn't do anything that any, anything that might come to mind, and he told me that a lot of times. I remember one time. Uh, we were sitting at his house in, in California, and it was early in the morning, about probably eight, about maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and I was sitting in the den, and I was had the guitar, and I was playing. This was probably somewhere around maybe 57, 57, 58 maybe. Yeah. And I was sitting, and I was playing the guitar, and I was humming a song. And, I was trying, and I, he came by on his way to the kitchen, and he stopped, and he looked at me, and I looked up at him. And uh, he said, he said, David, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, you, you're playing all these shows with me and you get a chance to meet everybody. He said, and it's wonderful. He said, take that all in, learn everything you can from everybody. He said, but at the end of the day, we need a David Frizzell. We need a David. We don't need another Johnny Cash. You know, we don't, we got a great one now. We don't need another, we don't need another me. He said, matter of fact, I'm having trouble with him myself. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and he said, but at the end, end of the day, we need that David Frizzell. Oh. And then he walked on in the kitchen. And he was in there for about, oh, maybe 10 minutes or so. And I just was strumming and I was playing something. And he came back and he, and he stopped again, came back through the room. He stopped again and looked down at me and he said, and we don't need another Bob Dylan either. Uh. <laughs> and he walked on out of the room. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I must have been doing a little Bob Dylan. You probably <laughs> were. But did did it strike you, David, at that time? Did you did you catch what he just he just gave you a, a pearl of wisdom that that oh, yeah. um unspeakable, but did you catch it? Well, you know, I evidently did because when I got a chance to record, I I threw David Frizzell out there. Um I did have a few other chances to do some stuff and that, and we'd have to have a lot longer uh time together than than what we have to go back and go through all of that. Well, I'll have you but, back. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but I got a chance to record for Columbia Records in 1959. Uh, and, uh, uh, and so I, they asked me, you know, I was a, I was a Frizzell, you know? Sure. And so, so they, the songs that were pitched to me uh, to record were our, that, that was sent to me to, to that I might want to record we're all real country things like Lefty would do, Freddie Hart would do, you know, Johnny Cash would do. <clears throat> so, uh, uh, so I, I chose what I did and, and, uh, because I knew how important it was to have a hit song. Yeah. And I learned at a very early age, what a hit, the difference between a hit song and not having one would do. You gotta have a hit song. Lefty had four songs. He had, I don't I don't six number one songs or so. I don't know. I'm just, you know, it was always hits. I, was those hit songs that seemed to matter, and so I was on the lookout for a, a hit song from an early age, and uh, and uh, I ran into Lefty was writing them and he was singing them. He was singing, you know, other people's songs as well. And I remember calling him one time, and I was in Bakersfield, and I was working with Buck Owens, oh. and I was a part of his show and a part of his production company and all that kind of stuff with with Capitol Records, I believe. And uh, I called my brother Lefty, and I said, I called him Sonny. I said, Sonny, and I called so I called him Sonny. I said, Sonny, I need a hit song. I've got to have a hit song. He said, well, David, you need to come back here to Nashville. This is where all the hit songs are. <laughs> I said, well, they, one, Nashville is a beautiful place, a great place, if your name is Lefty Frizzell. <laughs> if your name is David Frizzell, the whole different thing. Oh, that's <laughs> it's funny. It's a different thing. And he said, "Well, you need to just come on out here." He said, "You want to get, you want to be a big star like you, like you are to be. Come on back here to Nashville." Well, I, I told him the only way I was coming to Nashville was with a number one record. I said, "I'm going to get a number one record, and then I'm on my way to Nashville." <laughs> well, Lefty passed away in '75, uh, and we lost, we lost basically everything. You know, we just we lost everything. Yeah, uh, with sure. Him being gone. I still feel like that, yeah. even today. What uh, a hole. But anyway, I did run across a song called You're the Reason God Made Oklahoma. Mm. And with that song, me and Shelly West recorded it, and uh, and Clint Eastwood put it in a movie called Any Which Way You Can. Sure he did. <laughs> and along with Clyde the Orangutan. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. Priscilla and West had their first number one record. Well, I came to Nashville. That thing was released on... on uh, on a soundtrack for that movie. Yeah. And the jockeys all over the disc jockeys all around the country started playing it off of that soundtrack. I love and, it. And uh, then, then uh, Warner Brothers just went ahead and released it as a single in November, the end of November, about the, the last week or two of November. 
1980, they re- released that song. And it went number one in April of 81. Well, we want to find uh, out. We want to find out what it's like to have a number one song, and we're going to find out right <laughs> after this break. So, uh, okay. we'll be right back here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero with David Frizzell. We'll be right back. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown. You've tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Vercero, and with me today is David Frizzell. He's a legendary part of the amazing country music scene that happened so many years ago and is still unfolding today with some of the iconic people that David is and knows. And so, David, thanks again for joining us here. He's a singer, songwriter, and producer, but right now in his career, we're talking about uh, those magic moments when your phone rings and you've got on the other end, you got a, a, a Clint Eastwood that says, "Hey, maybe I'll put that in a movie." <laughs> that couldn't be. That couldn't have been any better for you. And so here, you and Shelly, you and Shelly put this put this song together. But it did. It was not for the for a, a movie, right? It was it was uh, organically no. on its own. Actually, uh, Snuff Garrett was uh, was an amazing man, and he was doing the soundtracks. For the the Clint Eastwood movies, the Burt Reynolds movies, and so he was doing soundtracks. I got in with him, and uh, and he he liked the Frizzell West. He uh, he liked the David Frizzell, the Lefty Frizzell, the Dottie West, the yeah. Shelly West. You know, that's a marketing strategy right there. Yeah. And uh, and so so he, he I, I sent him. I went down to Buck Owens Studio. I took Shelly with me, my brother Alan, whole bunch, the band, everybody, and we recorded some songs. And uh, some I'd gotten from a fellow by the name of Whitey Schaefer, one of the great songwriters in our world. That's he's and, he's uh, legendary, isn't he? Oh, completely, yeah. absolutely. Had some of the biggest songs in in, in the world. Right, uh, was written by this man, and just a genius as far as the songwriting. Well, you put him and Lefty together, and then you really got it. <laughs> so, you bet. You bet. So, uh, but but Lefty, all those years I was working with him, it taught me how important a hit song was because you know he'd get out and sing all his hit songs that people go crazy and and uh those are the songs he was known for and and hank williams that singing all those hit songs that he had everybody on those shows johnny cash and joy well, singing their hit songs hmm. and i didn't have one i was <laughs> singing I, I could sing their song but it wasn't like having your own not at all so i learned at a very early age to start looking for a hit song i mean a hit song so I found you. Uh, you're the reason God made Oklahoma. Found a whole bunch of different songs, and uh, Snuff Garrett took it. Took me and Shelly in, and we did an album. It wasn't for a movie. It wasn't for anything. No, no. Uh, we and, and we had a record deal going in uh, to do the album for, 
and uh, but it, it took us a little while to get it done. So by the time we got the album done, uh, that record label was no longer wanting to put out country music. So so we didn't have any place to take it. Oh, Stuff wow. Garrett then took that whole album. You're the reason God made Oklahoma. All those songs and pitched them to every record label in the country. Every record <laughs> label in the country. Everybody turned it down. Oh my gosh! Everybody turned it down. And, and one day, Snuff was in the car with Clint Eastwood, and he was doing like I say, the Clint soundtracks, and and they were coming up uh, from uh, Palm Springs, going back up to L.A. And uh, Snuff said, "Well, he said I had I had Clint Eastwood in the car." I'm driving 70 mile an hour, so I know he's not going to jump. <laughs> so I just put, so I just put, uh, you're the reason God made Oklahoma and played it for him. Yeah. He said, he said, one, once it played, Clint said, man, that's a pistol. He said, let's put that, let's put that in my next move. No stinking way. And Snuff, and Snuff Garrett said, I'll do you one better. I'll give you half of it if you help me put it all together. Clint said, you got it. So with Clint Eastwood then on our side, we went to took it to to, uh, to uh, Warner Brothers because that's who he but sure uh, was he's with anyway. connected and uh, and they put it out when we put it out they put it out on that soundtrack and the the disc jockeys all over the country started taking that song from the soundtrack <laughs> and Warner Brothers see saw that it was getting heavy play out across the country yeah so they put it then out as a single so that's how it got started. But Man. can you imagine how we felt when when we didn't have a record label oh. and nobody? Wanted. Well, how does how does life change? You went from you went from going, "Am I in the right business?" to "Holy <laughs> cow, hang on to your hat." How does what does it feel like? What's it like? Well, I tell you what. Sometimes when you when you when you're looking at songs and you think, "Man, I got you." The reason God make on that's one of the greatest songs I ever heard. Yeah. And and yeah, but you feel really good. Then all of a sudden, people start turning it down. They won't take it at all. They don't like it at all, anything. And boy, you start having doubts about yourself. How can you not? I mean, How can you not? Yeah, well, you, yeah. So uh, I was going through all of that. I was having a rough time with it. And uh, Lefty was gone already. This was 1980. And uh, Lefty was gone. I didn't have nobody to call because I just knew that I had to have a hit song. And uh, so that's what happened, though is that uh, Clint Eastwood got involved. And with, you got Clint Eastwood involved with it. Believe me, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, and they, we they, went to number one. in the business. But I got to tell you one other thing, yeah. Rick, that that same album that everybody turned down, right. everybody turned down, there were four uh, hits on that thing. No way. Four hits on that thing. And Oklahoma is one of the biggest country music songs of all time. Matter of fact, we, we were, me and uh, we were, uh, uh, just not too long ago, or maybe a year or so ago, we were voted uh, to have one of the top 50 songs in country music. <laughs> Isn't that cool? One of the top 50 songs. No, no 50 surprise, songs. but that's really cool. Um, yeah, so, so cool. what are the other four songs? What are the other songs that were on that on that album? Oh gosh, I'm, uh, I don't. You know, I have to rethink really about it because well, I just I really don't play them. I well, don't play those. Right. I play Wino Oklahoma. I, I do wino. Maybe you want to hire wino. Oh, you bet. But, but I was so, I was so, and I'm still the same way. I'm still wanting those hit songs. 
and uh, or, or if I'm working with somebody, I want them to have hit songs. Sure. And uh, so, so we do a lot of work in that business. Well, in in those things and that, that way. That's just an extraordinary story. I'm so grateful you shared it here with us today. We're so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. We're glad that you're listening to the Leadership Lowdown here with David Frizzell, my special guest. This is Vic Bergeron. We'll be right back. You can listen to the Michigan Business Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, on the smartphone app, and on its website at www.michiganbusinessnetwork.com. Thank you for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network, and thanks for listening to Leadership Lowdown here with Vic Versero and, of course, our special guest, David Frizzell, singer, songwriter, producer, all-around iconic uh, cornerstone of country music in America, and we're so glad he joined us here today. So I've got, I just love this last segment, David. We had fun with Oklahoma, um, and you've known some other folks that are quite iconic along the way. And so in that, in this kind of part of your life right now, you've lost Lefty, you're finding your own way, and you're looking for that number one song. And uh, you know some other people that have helped you along the way, right? Well, there's a lot of great people out there, though, I just have to tell you. I was, uh, there was this one time I had met Merle Haggard a few times, uh, on some of those big shows and stuff. And he was just a, one of the most, there again, one of the great people. Sure. And, uh, I was playing in Sparks, Nevada, just right by Reno. I was doing a, a casino there and Merle Haggard was downtown Reno. The Harris or one of those big places. One afternoon, my phone rang and it was Merle and he called me. He said, come on over to the hotel and let's sing a few songs together. Boy, I ran over there. Are you kidding? And, uh, Absolutely. And and we and we started passing the guitar back and forth. <laughs> and every other song, we we if, if he'd sing a song, I'd say, "Oh, I know where you got that note. You learned that one from Lefty when he sang whatever song." <laughs> and and I'd sing a song. So oh, yeah, oh yeah, you got Lefty there, don't you? Right. Oh, <laughs> Lefty's coming out all over, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I and, and so we're singing a song. Finally, I told Merle, I said, "I was with at that time. I was with Buck Owens with Capitol Records, and so I was looking for songs." I was looking for a hit song. And so I told Merle, I said, Merle, I got to have a hit song. I mean, I got to have a hit song. Uh, you know, he said, well, he said, I no, he said, David, he said, let, 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 let me play you something. So he played me a song called, because uh, that's the way it was in 51. That's the name of the song. Yeah. And, uh, and he played me the song and I said, Merle, I got to have that song. He said, David, I can't give it to you. That's my next single. <laughs> <laughs> Merle, I said, I can't help it. I got to have that song. No way. He said, he said, David, he said, he said, David, I just finished my last album. And he said, and I won't be needing them. for. He said, I, I bet you that I've got about, he said, I'm going to send you 10 songs. I'm going to send you 10 songs. And I guarantee you that at least six of those songs that I'm going to send you are, are hit songs. I said, Merle, when you send them, please underline those six. So sure as heck, I'll sing those other ones. <laughs> and so and later on in, in life, because uh, I couldn't get that song from him, that was his next single. Yeah, That's the way it was in 51. I did it on a big TV show several years ago, <laughs> and it's got millions of airplay. 
Oh, so that's the way it was in '51. But 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 uh, that's the whole point is getting your hands on these amazing songs. And if I understand, um, yeah. where the money is really at in 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 the song industry is the writers, right? If they can if they can help you get a great song. Oh goodness gracious! Yeah, if you can imagine having uh, any any Garth Brooks song, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like you know right now anytime you know that'd be. It'd be incredible for a songwriter. Sure. And also get your name out there, and then the people are going to want other songs you got. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah the songwriter, uh, I started writing songs, and, and, and Lefty told me one time, he, he said, David, he said, always write a song that anybody can understand. He said, mm. they can understand, and you sing it. When you sing it, uh, make sure they can hear, hear every word of it. And then keep it simple enough so that it, just anybody, somebody working at the gas station or, or somebody not, not in music, yeah. they can still understand it. He said, and any musician out around the country, it's easy enough for them to just hear it and play it. David, I, I'm said, thinking about your songs, right? You, you've done that. You, you took that advice. I, I did on some of them. Well, uh, I, I, I want to. Um, and, uh, and then I got a chance to hear You're the Reason God Made That. Well, that was one. Boom, and then uh, and the other one was uh, going to hire Wino. Yeah, where did where did Wino come in it. come in in terms of? In well, terms it was of... it was sent to me by Snuff Garrett. <laughs> I was on my tour bus, we were tour, and I was sitting there going through songs, and I heard that song, and I couldn't believe it. Right, uh, Dwayne Blackwell, and I already knew Dwayne. I'd already recorded a few of his songs before, and I knew him real well, and he was the writer of the song, and uh, so I heard the song about four or five times while I was sitting in the bus. And I called Snuff. I said, Snuff, we got us one here, buddy. So we set the session up and we recorded it. And yeah, it was a big number one record. That's incredible. In 82, it was, 82, it was Song of the Year. Yeah. Nominated for Grammys and all kinds of different You know, things. there may be some people that are unfamiliar with that one, David, but the, the it's just, it's such a brilliant premise, right? In terms of where oh, that goodness. came from. And I just like it. So just real quickly, I, I, tell us about the song. Well, uh, going to hire wine is, is the biggest song I've ever had. Yeah, and of course they, uh, there are number one songs, and then there are number one songs. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like like uh, Oklahoma. Now was the, you know that's a uh, that's an incredible song, and it went number one. It was a song of the year of of eighty one. Well, eighty two, Wino came along and was the song of the year, and uh, and the number one song, and 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 those two songs are the songs that I'm most known for yeah uh there are a lot of other songs you know but but uh but uh, those are the two that most people would remember well when we come back Great, from our break uh, number one songs. when we come back from our break i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you about one that i'm fond of uh and so stay tuned right there here on the michigan <laughs> business network i'm with david frizzell here on the leadership lowdown i'm Vic versero we'll be right back The James B. Henry Center for Executive Development at Michigan State University is the perfect place to host your next professional meeting, executive retreat, or educational event. With all-inclusive package pricing, pre-planned buffet menus, and professional audiovisual services and support, you won't find a better conference center in Lansing than the Henry Center at Michigan State University. Call us today at 517-353-4350 or find us on the web at msuhenrycenter.org. Michigan, my Michigan. 
I'm so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network here on the Leadership Lowdown. We are having a great time with the country music legend, singer, songwriter, producer, David Frizzell. He has uh, so, offered so many fun stories. I, I feel like I'm, I should be in a lounge chair uh, sipping on something cool and, and uh, sitting in the shade listening to all this, David. I'm just really loving it. And I have to tell you, um, one of the songs that, that the Frizzell name has been uh, associated with has been a little song that, that Lefty made famous called Saginaw, Michigan. Do you Just quickly, tell us where that came from. Well, I tell you, it, it, uh, Tree Publishing, back in those days, Tree Publishing was a huge, uh, a huge publishing company. And, uh, and Buddy Killen was running, a great fellow by the name of Buddy Killen. Well, one afternoon, he called Lefty at home, and he said, Lefty, he said, I have, I have a hit song for you. Lefty said, I've been waiting for your call. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's about time you called. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, uh, Buddy said, <laughs> Lefty, the song uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah. And my goodness gracious, Lefty recorded that song, and hey, just, just you know that you want to learn how to write a hit song. Yeah. Listen to that one. Well, uh, Bill Anderson was one of the writers on there. I I just uh, challenge people to Google that song and and and, uh, and come up with it. You'll enjoy it. It's just a lot of fun, isn't it? I got to tell you one time I was up. We were me and Shelly West was on tour. And and was uh, opened a big show up in up in Michigan. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and me and Shelley went, got called out on the stage, and we went out there, and there was twenty over twenty thousand people in the in the audience, and every one of them started chanting Saginaw. <laughs> Yeah, Saginaw, Michigan, and we hadn't even got started yet. Right. We hadn't even we hadn't even sang Oklahoma yet. We, hadn't, we haven't sang anything. We just said I, and and they were chanting. Saginaw, Michigan. Too funny. And I stood there at the band. I didn't know whether they knew it or not. So I sang it. I sang it a cappella. No way. I sang it the first song out of the back, first song. <laughs> uh, and Shelly stood there and, and watched me as I did it. Uh, and I sang a cappella. You're the reason. I mean, uh, you're the uh, uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Yeah. And I do that song almost every show uh, in respect to my big brother Lefty. Well, it's 1964. It's awesome. That was a big, big number one hit. And I think you want to know the truth. Lefty had a bunch of hits in his day, but I think that was one of the biggest sellers that he had to Isn't his that life. Funny. Saginaw, well, Michigan. Look, you know, I love Michigan every square inch of this place. Um, and oh, Saginaw, man. Saginaw's had its uh, certain ups and downs and everything else, you know. But but there's not a lot of songs written about Saginaw, Michigan. And I just love the no. fact they, that Lefty put it on the map, right? <laughs> what a great, what a great, great song. And he just sang the fool out of it. Yeah. He sang it just like you're supposed to sing a number one record. <laughs> well, David, you're, uh, you're still traveling, uh, you're still doing concerts. Uh, I saw you recently, just months ago. Um, I, I heard you were coming this way, and I drove about three and a half uh, hours to go to go see you, just because I love you so much, and I just uh, don't get a chance to uh, see you in person like that. And I really had a great night. But where else are you traveling to? What else is going on? What kind of projects in your world? Well, we're doing we're doing a lot of things. Had a lot of shows on on the books, ready to go, and then this COVID yeah. that's kind of put a stop to everything. And so we're, we're doing a few little things. I'm hosting a TV show this, this next week and, and that kind of thing. But it isn't to the public. There's no, there's no audience. You know right. what I mean? And uh, so we're doing a few little things like that. And, but a lot of the big things are coming off next year. They're working on, a, they're working on about a two- or three-week uh, show off uh, in, in uh, the U.K. And, and different parts of the world. 
And so I don't know what's going to happen, but they're doing it. They're, everybody's working on it now. But at this moment, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm still working on my. You know, well, let's go. Let me go back just a second. When before, right after my brother Lefty passed away, when I moved to town in '81, I I wrote Lefty's biography. Mm. I wrote his, I wrote about his life. I wrote the book on his life, and then I then I wrote some screenplays. And we're looking at, at working on those screenplays and trying to get that that going. I'd love to see oh. a major motion picture on the great life of Lefty Frizzell. Yeah, it's about so time. So that's one thing I'm working on. That's one of my big projects right there. But other than that, uh, we're 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 doing some TV stuff. We're doing some we're doing some shows, some uh, some streaming type shows that goes out over the internet. But I'm not actually going out doing big concerts like I sure. have been. Kind of changed the world for everybody to this coming year, though. When everything breaks and the and the and I think hopefully hopefully when the when the uh, uh, you know everything changes here and the COVID goes away yeah. or goes does whatever it's going to do and we're able to get out and start doing our shows. Yeah. I worked all my life to get number one records. I need to go out there and sing them to these people. I agree. <laughs> there be no stopping you. Well, we're almost out of time here, but but real quickly for those that want to want to plug back into to some of your world, uh, how do they do that? Uh, probably your website is the best. DavidFrizzell.com, you can find out everything we're doing, where we've been, what we're, where we're going. Uh, all of our product is on there. Our, our, our CDs are on there. Our, all of our – everything's on there. You can yeah. find out where we're going to be and what's happening. And uh, you can find out things that I've done throughout my lifetime. Yeah. Lots get, and lots Get of the stuff. rest of the story. Uh, but everything is on uh, com. Well, I have to tell you, David, um, uh, I, I, I just don't know how to say this um, uh, succinctly, but um, I've never heard you say a single bad thing about anybody. The people that you uh, hang with are all of us. Uh, that our fans are going, you, you know him? Uh, it's just amazing the number of, of people that you know and that you've associated with, and all of them would call each other friends. There's a there's a certain unspoken word in Nashville in terms of the, the way that you treat each other, and I think that's probably a good thing for us to end our show today on, is talking about uh, just the great way you treat people and, and the, the high road that you seem to always take. David, you have a beautiful wife in Joe, uh, and and you have a beautiful career that you've shared and been so uh, wonderful and blessing all of us with. I can't thank you enough for uh, all the things you've done for country music. And I can't thank you enough for joining us here today. Thanks so much, uh, David. You are special. You know, what the thing that I miss the most right, right at this moment, because this is the coronavirus thing, is that we can't get out there and say hello and, and, and to all the, all the people that love our music. Yeah. I love country music. Yeah, uh, Merle Haggard music, Lefty Frizzell, Johnny Cash music, all of those things. Well, uh, and, and and let's let's and make I, sure I can't wait to get back out there. We can't wait to have you back out. Let's make sure we include David Frizzell music in that. Thanks so much. We love you, sir. Thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.